Jake, where are we going? To the Bard Rock Cafe, Miss Polly. I know you're what they call a foodie, so surely you'll appreciate the cuisine. Find us on this side of the Sword Coast. I heard people talking, and I'm pretty sure that place is a smoldering crater. As you two approach what you expect to be a smoldering crater, you see a freshly reconstructed two-story tavern with a giant banner out front that says, Grand Reopening. You also feel an uncomfortably familiar sensation as you approach, the same one you each feel before wild magic surges within you from your curse. Okay, maybe not a smoldering crater, but something doesn't feel right here. Of course something's off. Me old friend Brock Song isn't here at the moment. Someone else will have to read the ads for their sponsors. Spirit, if you will. Shameless self-promotion activated. Bard Rock Network and all of its content is brought to you by Dragon Master Games, a local game store where you can find collectibles and TTRPG essentials. If they aren't local to your area, check out their online storefront in the show notes and add a note to your order. Bardrock sent you. Who are you saying that to? Jake, whose speaking stone number did you just dial? Um, Arlo isn't here right now. Can I take a message? How did you get this number? Uh, anyway, Dragon Master Games sounds like a great store and you should definitely support them. Thanks for the tip. But seriously, stop calling this number. I quickly hang up my speaking stone and say, No one important, Miss Polly. Let's head inside and check out their wares. Miss Polly, I found some treasure. This just looks like a bunch of t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, pins, and stickers to me. Ah, it's all the finest swag. <sighs> Jake, we, we've been over this. All treasure is swag. But not all swag is treasure. You don't have to steal this Bard Rock Network merch. You can just pick it up at affordable prices from their merch store. Just go to tpublic.com slash user slash Cafe, and you can get all this, all that, and more. You have a point, Miss Polly. We won't be making off of this swag. Besides, buying it helps support the network and keep them making quality content. Exactly. Tell you what. You can have a t-shirt on me. All right then, Miss Polly. What shirt size are you? That, that's, that's not what I mean. I, never mind. Let's just start the show. And welcome back to episode 48 of Bard Rock Cafe. This time, Baragon Doubletail has his solo moment. When we left off, Baragon, you found yourself in a crystal cavern. You appear within a hidden grotto, filled with sparkling jewels and precious metals that line the rough cavern walls. The utter darkness is highlighted by some form of ethereal, magical light that, while dim, seems to dance from gem to geode, illuminating each before dancing to the next, and giving a dull light to the otherwise pitch dark. What do you do? Do I, like, wake up here from being unconscious, or am I just, I just suddenly, boom, I'm there? Okay, yeah. So, everybody had just grabbed hold of Queen Mab, who was casting a plane shift spell, which, while strong enough to outrun whatever that creature was that was sucking up magic, it still misfired. Uh, and so I would say, halfway through the casting, you feel yourself being transported through space, but you're being transported through space kind of like 
You know that ride at the amusement parks that spins you around really fast and you feel the centrifugal force pressing you against the wall? Yeah. So imagine everybody's hanging on in the center of that, and then you all just kind of get launched in separate directions. Uh-oh. Okay. So, so you know this is not what was supposed to happen, this is not where you're supposed to be. But here you are. Here I am, with no armor and no weapons and nothing to my name right now. Um, I look around, and uh, it's just, for a minute, it's just going, Roland! Brock! Just, like, trying to reach out and see if anybody's nearby, realizing after a minute that it's just him, and just kind of sitting down and going, oh, boy. Can I do just, like, a perception check over the area? Sure. Roll a perception check. Okay. plus 419. Okay. So you're looking around. Uh, it really does seem to be like you're inside just a gigantic geode. Tones of purple and blue just all around you, right? And it's just crystal everywhere. And as you're looking around, you get a better look at one of the little lights. It's kind of... It's moving too quickly, right? You're catching, like, glimpses here and there of it. Uh, it looks like a Leonin form inside the crystal geode, moving in a direction. Um, uh, and as you follow the light, it does, there is, with a 19 I would say, you see that there is a curve that doesn't match the rest of the structure of the cavern. Like, because it's all crystals, it's hard to see the exact geometry of the cave you're in, plus it's pitch black. But you're able to see the light kind of seems to go around a bend that's hard to see from where you're situated. Then I will just uh, follow the direction of the light, I suppose. Um, it is difficult terrain, right? It is you're walking on crystals that are jutting out of the earth, so you're having to Ouch. yeah you're having to step delicately, right? Um, but you are able to make your way. While this seems to be a natural formation, the cave does extend up and out a little bit so like you're climbing a little bit through these crystal caverns and you're still like you have no idea where you are you the only way you know that you're going up is because gravity is under you right like right um very disorienting no clue really where you are the cave reaches a point where it splits off in two directions right there's a larger direction going kind of back down then a, a smaller direction going off to the right. You have no real frame of reference for which way to go. Do you have a preference of what to do? Well, I think I would rather not go, like, back down. I think probably going either straight or up is the way out. So I'm going to take that path. Okay. So this path narrows, right? Mm -hmm. So it's getting to be a bit of a tight fit. You make your way through the narrow cavern. And you are going back up. Is there any other, like, flashes of that kind of other figure? It seems to be coming less often now, but yes. Hmm. Okay. So you make your way up and up, and the crystals start to fade away as the cave gets very narrow. Like, you're having to hunch down to get past them, but it's also getting to be more stony and less crystalline as you move further into this cave system. Uh, 
which you think might also be contributing to the fact that you don't see the little lights because there's less crystals for them to dance into. Go ahead and roll me survival or nature. Your choice. Uh, they're both pretty bad, but I'll do survival. That's a 12. I'll say with a 12, you're at least able to see that these are not... Like, something has tunneled here. Okay. That's all you got, right? Like, this is definitely we're outside of normal cave formation. Uh, it looks like something was tunneling its own cave and seems to just have uh, split into the crystal geode and then changed direction to get back out. Mm. So you have, again, two directions of tunneled cavern ahead of you. Um, with your survival check, would you like advantage? Would I like advantage? Yeah. Uh, I suppose I would like advantage, yes. Okay. Roll again. 17. Cool. With a 17, you look around, um, one of those little lights flicks into you and through you and you watch as an echoey form darts to the left. And it's about ten feet away from you. Looks like one of your echoes and then just vanishes again. Like a frame of light that just fades away. <laughs> Baragon just kind of chuckles to himself for a minute and then goes down that path. You are traveling for a while. It is an underground tunneled cavern made by something much larger than you. And because there's no crystals now, uh, it's just rock face in all directions. You are very, very aware of how alone you are. After, I would say, several hours of walking, unless you change direction and decide to go back, you do reach a point in the cavern where... Another underground grotto seems to have been broken into. Okay. So there is more tunnel. There's also uh, a hole to the side. And looking through it, uh, this does not seem like a cavern. This seems like stonework, right? Hmm. Like, like man-made? Yeah, like, mason, like masons have carved this out, right? Like there's cobblestone stuff down there. It looks crafted. Um, I go through there, but I'm, I, I think I'm going to be kind of careful and a little stealthy about it just because, you know, he's a little on edge. Sure. It's, it's weird to be alone for this long. Uh, go ahead and roll a stealth check. Uh, another 12. Okay. So the 12 stealth. You are making your way into the carved stone area? Yes. You peek through the wall, and as you look, uh, you find yourself on a ledge, looking down into an opening. Seems to be some kind of refuse pile at the bottom of this opening that you could jump into. There's also, like, the ledge that you're on, you can shimmy your way around the side of it to try and reach... What looks to be the entrance area to this place. Okay. Uh, is there anything of interest in the, like, refuse pile? Or is it literally just a bunch of garbage? Uh, roll a perception check. Okay. 
let's do watermelon this time. Watermelon, you failed me. That's a eight. You can't really see. Okay. Uh, I decide not to worry about it and just kind of try to suck it in and shimmy across this little path. Okay. Uh, roll me just a straight dexterity check. Not ac- not acrobatics, just dexterity to carefully make your way. This was not meant to be walked on, right? Okay. 15? Yeah, that was the DC. Uh, you feel as pieces of the rocks and stone, like, give out underneath your feet, like this has been not well maintained. But you, you make your way over to the other side. Uh, and there is the thick smell of just, I would say rot, right? Like, it's, it's you're at the top of a garbage pile, right? It smells mm-hmm. awful. Uh, but you're at the entrance. Seems like there's a hallway with some doors on either side. And a large set of doors at the other end. Is there any sort of markings or writing on any of the like doors on the sides? Uh, what languages do you speak? Just common and Leonin. Okay. Uh, there is some kind of marking, but you don't know what it says. Okay. I don't have a fancy stone that gives me all languages like everybody else. Okay, I'm just going to open the first door on the left. First door on the left? Yeah. Uh, you open it. Uh, there is a fire going in the fireplace. The fire itself is doing something weird. Um, you're used to how flames crackle and spark, right? Like as the wood burns. Mm-hmm. It's like you're watching that in slow motion. Oh. Uh, like the fire is burning, but it's it's like at point one speed, right? Like if you slowed YouTube down to point one speed and watched how fire looked, that's what you're looking at. Okay. Um, Strange. Roll perception at disadvantage, please. Disadvantage. All right. Man, twelve's my number today. That's a twelve. <laughs> sure, that is enough. Um, as you're looking around. Uh, you do see in the shadows there is a form starting to appear. And again, moving at like 0.1 speed, uh, looks to be some kind of shadow creature. And it is lunging out of the shadows, apparently at you. But extremely slowly. Yeah, like, you're not sure what's going on, but it is moving extremely slowly. Uh, I haven't tried this yet. Am I able to summon my echo right now? Uh, you are. Okay. I do that and see how these two things interact. Uh, you summon your echo. It's weird, because your echo forms as though it was already fighting this thing. Oh. I, I reach to my back to grab my sword and realize I don't have it anymore. And, uh, I kind of sit there for a second. Just go... Uh, all right, and I extend out my claws and get ready to fight this thing with my echo. I'm very fast compared to it right now, so... <laughs> yes. Go ahead and make a round of attacks with just your claws. Okay. First one, I only get two right now because I'm still level six. 
Natural 20. Uh, I will say all attacks are at advantage. For obvious advantage. reasons. Not that that matters for the first one. But Yeah. Okay, second one. 13, 21. Yes. Okay, so that's... 3d4. That's a 1. That's a 2. That's a 1. Okay, 4 plus... 10. 14 damage. So 14 damage on that one, and then how much from the crit? Or that was with the crit. Oh, okay. So 14 I rolled total. two ones and a two on my damage die. Yikes. Okay. So you're hitting this thing, and you're feeling something, but it's like you're slashing at shadow, and you're watching ribbons of it dissipate away from this creature. And, like, you're noticing, like, ever so slowly... It's trying to, like, change direction or adjust, and, like, there's... It's impossible, right? Like, it's going one-tenth of its normal speed, mm -hmm. and you're just shredding it. But it seems like your attacks are doing much less damage than you would imagine they should do, right? Okay. Uh, I think it's safe to say this is a magical type of creature that you are attacking. Yes. Um, Sensing that it's kind of... Uh, either too much of a time sink or almost entirely futile, Baragun just kind of backs out of the door. Go ahead and roll a perception check as you're backing out of the door. Okay. Nat one. <laughs> Got nothing. Uh, you're focused on this shadowy figure, and you Am just... Am I wild magic surging, by the way? Oh, shit. Yes. So that was a nat 20 and a nat 1, so let's do it. Let yeah. me get that up. Let's get her done. My bad. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was like, oh wait, the whole... The point of this whole damn <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Where the shtick. We're my... forgetting the shtick, Kenny. <laughs> I've lost my stuff. Alright, here we go. Uh, wild magic. For the nat 20, we have a 9 and 57. For the nat 1... We have 24 and 32. 57. I choose a creature you can see any part of. I'm going to assume the creature you're attacking. Yes. Uh, all physical stuff within five feet of it just disintegrates. Like, stuff that can be used as cover, right? So parts of the, the stonework and, like, some furniture just disintegrates. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, the other one was 32, and I already picked up that dice. Uh, it was like 46 or something like that. So for the next minute, all your weapon hits against, I will say, slow-moving creatures are critical hits. Oh, okay. That's really good on that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the other one was fine, too. But yeah. Perfect. So, uh, Does something like physically happen to me where I get that? sense that I could just go back and start wailing I, on this thing? I'll give you that one, since that was on the perception check. Okay. You're distracted by the feeling of wild magic happening. Just Do you just take a oh. minute and wail on this thing? Sure, why not? Okay. So, it takes us, like, it takes a few rounds, right? Yeah. Um, the attacks from this thing are comically slow. Mm -hmm. And... It's simply dodged. Yeah, it is... I would say impossible to get hit because I would be rolling at disadvantage, giving you a 
considerable buff to your AC. Okay. Uh, for the sake of expediency, we're not going to roll it out. It is moving extremely slowly, uh, but your attacks are hitting it as normal. Uh, you're noticing like confusion and rage on this thing's face as you're attacking it, and then it just eventually loses its form altogether and scatters into riddens. Okay. How does my echo react to this thing? You said it was, like, fighting it when I summoned it. Yeah, so when you summoned it, right, it formed as though it had already been in combat. Like, the thing was lunging at this echo. And then the echo joins you in fighting it at regular speed. But when you summoned it, it looked like the echo was, like, moving in slow motion as well. Well, that's taken care of. Um... All right. Go ahead, since you went back in, give me a perception check at normal this time. Okay. Fifteen. Yeah, that's enough. Uh, you're seeing a few more of those things form. Oh boy. Still at slow motion. So seem to be One seems to be like crawling its way up out of the ground, and one is coming through the wall. What are these things? You can roll me a nature or an arcana check. Are both intelligence skills, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, four, so three. Nope. All right. Well, one was en enough for me. I, th I think I'm gonna get out of this room. <laughs> yep. Uh, Next door. <laughs> so let's go across the hallway. Back in that hallway, right? There's a door across the hall from you, the big doors to your left, and the mm -hmm. refuse pit to your right. Okay. I'm just going to go across the hallway to the next door. Okay. How many doors are in this hallway other than the big one? Just the two. Just the two? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you open that door. Uh, you see... Looks to be about five of those shadowy creatures... They are fighting several, like a cross between a lizard and a toad. You can roll me a nature check to see if you oh. know what these are. Fourteen. I'll give you that. Uh, so these are slods. Slods. S-L-A-A-D. Uh, oh, okay. You see a bunch of different colors. You see red, green, blue, and black in this room. Uh, and they are all slow motion fighting against the shadow creatures. And you do see uh, just an echoey looking form that is you also in there fighting, also in slow motion. Let's try jumping in on this one too for a minute and see what happens. Okay. Uh, you jump in. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna just hit one of them a bunch of times since it's fairly easy to do. Sure. Uh, and I'll say you're, so slowly. you're still in that first minute. Uh, you just lay into it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't take long. This one is a little injured from fighting. It scatters. It's destroyed. You do notice uh, that some of these slods have some equipment. So, like, there is a great sword you could... Just kind of go... Yoink. Yeah, just yoink it if you really wanted to. <laughs> like, so you'd had something. Uh, it is 
It is roughly made and not very good, but it's a weapon. It's a weapon. I'll just kind of say as slowly as I can, just go, I'm borrowing this. And I pick up this sword out of his hands. Roll me just a general athletics check, because he does have a grip on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, 20, not Nat. Okay, yeah, you tear it out of his hands. Uh, doesn't even have really time to tighten his grip on it in response to you tearing it away. Uh, and Thank you can see in, you. <laughs> in super slow motion, you see his eyes widening like... <laughs> what like, the... Yeah. <laughs> like, to these creatures, you are moving at light speed, right? I'll bring it back later, I promise. So you're talking like that, but you sound like the chipmunks to them, right? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's a room just full a of standard great sword. Yeah, just okay. Great sword, player's handbook. Yeah, cool. This room looks to be just. It looks to be a morgue. Oh, right, cavernous to a point, but it's just looks like it's a dressing area for dead bodies. Are there like any? bodies of note <laughs> uh yeah i mean so you take a quick look around you see uh, all sorts right okay. um go ahead and roll a medicine check for me 17 each of these bodies is a different kind of humanoid however it looks like something was uh taken out of the stomach after they died for the ones that have finish their work. There are a few where the stomach just looks unnaturally bloated and uh, stretched but they are also dead. Oh. Right? So whatever's going on here uh, that seems to be the focus, right? And like you see all kinds of humanoids. Uh, orcs, goblins, humans, tabaxi, like you see a little bit of everything. I go up to one of the ones that still have their stomachs, like, intact. And I think about it, like, real hard for a minute, because I'm kind of like, I don't know if I really want to do this, but they're already dead, I guess. And I just kind of take a claw and make an incision to see what's going on in, in the... Like a slow-motion water balloon, right? Uh, yeah. There, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there is a burst of, like, tadpoles. And, like, the burst starts at regular speed, but quickly slows to 0.1 speed as they burst out of the stomach. With that 14 nature, you have no idea, right? I guess I, out of character, have some idea. I, I finish doing that, and I go, oh, God. And I just kind of leave. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you leave. You've you had that experience. You've seen it. You can't unsee it. It's there. <laughs> I, like, do everything to just, like, clean off the claw that I used to cut <laughs> cut that stomach open. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're wiping it on, like, the robe of some one of the blue ones that you're walking by. You just wipe your claw off. Like, ugh. Y'all are nasty. Uh, that's, that's really it for that room. Okay. I'm gonna 
exit and go towards the big door. Sure. Uh, you do so, it opens without issue. Uh, it is a large wooden door uh, made of heavy crossbeams, and it takes a little bit of strength to push it open, but you do so. And on the other side, there are two red-looking creatures, red slots, basically, okay. uh, reacting with a bit of surprise, but at point one speed, right? They're still just in the process of turning to see what's going on, who's coming out of the door. But again, okay. you're moving at light speed, right? Like, they're they're still reaching for their weapons. Are they in the middle of, like, doing something? Uh, it looks like, from the best you can... Without even having to make a check, you know what this looks like. They look like they were guarding the other side of this door to keep people from getting in the... Like, coming in the door. Oh. But because you're coming out the door, they weren't expecting you to, to leave, right? So they are turning and grabbing their weapons and trying to see who's coming out and what's going on, but at point one speed. Okay. I uh, kind of quickly bring up my echo and I s split off in two different directions and slash at each of them with this new sword I got. Sure. Uh, you do so? Yeah, again, like they don't really, they haven't even drawn their weapons. You're able to mm -hmm. carve through them without really any issue, right? And it's like cutting a piece of paper. A little bit. Um, it's it's not a fair fight. Uh, they they drop to the ground. Uh, very slowly, you're able to sit and watch them fall. Am I like? Am I outside now? No. Uh, there no. is. You have walked into a massive central chamber. Uh you look to be on what appears to be, I would say, I think the second story. Um, you see a walkway stretching out in front of you, and to your left is a staircase heading up. Across that walkway, uh, you see gibbets, right, with humanoids trapped inside of them. Uh, there is a black slod patrolling very slowly along the walkway. As you look up, you see many, many more walkways intersecting across this chamber all the way up. Uh, looking down, again, it is pitch black, right? So you're not really able to see too, too far, but you see just able to make out another walkway perpendicular to your own beneath you. So there's a, a story that goes down, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know in character, I guess, that you're on the second story, but there you go. You have that now, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're not you're not able to see how far up it goes either. Um, and you said there are like humanoids being kept prisoner. Yeah. Uh, looks like they're kept in suspended cages. Okay, and, and they're alive, I assume. Looks that way. Okay. In varying degrees of health, just at a glance, but yeah, they're alive. And time is still extremely slow in this in this room. Yes, everything is moving ridiculously slow. Okay. I want to try to take some time and just free a bunch of people. It doesn't seem like anybody can really stop me at the moment. You start unlocking a cage that has an orc in it. The orc is not really responsive. You see the chest rising and falling. At a glance, having seen it before, you see like the beginnings of that bloat that you saw before. 
and you're kind of getting an idea of, okay, I understand what's happening here. Uh, this is a breeding ground, right? Mm -hmm. You make your way to a couple other suspended cages. There's one that has a very young-looking elf in it. And, like, again, you can break the lock without too much difficulty and open mm -hmm. the cage. As you do so, the elf snaps up, looks at you with luminescent green eyes uh, at normal speed, almost a little faster than normal, oh. uh, and in a voice that does not fit the young elven frame at all. You hear, Meet me at the top. I'm waiting. Uh, and then the elf snaps. Like, the, uh, the eyes fade to just a normal blue. And the elf is back, moving very slowly. Oh. Um. Okay. Roll me just an intelligence check. Well, this will be interesting. Two. That was weird. That was weird. But they did say to meet at the top, and that's the most uh, interaction I've had with a person in hours. So. And it was at normal speed. And it was at normal speed, so it would be nice to get some sense of what's going on. I do want to do something about this elf, though. I don't want them. I don't want to just leave them looking like they're attempting to break out on their own. <laughs> uh, which I will say, in the like for you, it feels like a couple minutes, right? But it's that's mm -hmm. not how it is for everything else. The death slot on the walkway has turned and noticed you but has not been able to move quick enough to even get to you, to stop you or intervene in any way. They're the only seemingly hostile creature on this floor? Uh, roll perception check. Twelve? Uh, Twelve's my number today. Yeah, I know. You gotta <laughs> stop, man. Uh, don't forget, you do it's, have the... It's just all eight. You do have the Felix die, so don't forget that you have that, but, you know, okay. save it for when it counts, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all you see for right now. You... Okay. you on this floor, yeah, you glance down, you definitely see another death slot on that walkway. Uh, and you do see that there are more uh, gibbets down there. So Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the first floor. Yeah. I can come back for that later. Um, I kill the guy on the second floor. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and I just kind of make my way up to the top and just kill all the guards on my way. Okay, it's sure. Uh yeah, it's disrespectful, right? Like, it's it's not even a fight. This thing's trying to guard, and you just, like, flick its... Its weapon's just out of its hand, right? Like, pull its weapon out, toss it to the side, and then just carve them to pieces. Listen, I'm an interplanar champion. You can't just be bringing this mess right. my way. <laughs> uh... Unauthorized life form detected. I'm not unauthorized, silly. I'm your friendly neighborhood mail robot, and I have a delivery from Minva RPG for you. I did not order anything. Well, it has your name on it, so are you sure it's not yours? But I did not give you my name. You look at the package, and it is, in fact, addressed to Spirit. I take the package, then. Campaign journals. Why do I have so many? Why, for all of your personalities, of course. I thought you would want one for each of you so you don't have to share. These campaign journals are perfect for players to track their character info, inventory, spells, and miscellaneous campaign notes. <laughs> I'll mark you down as another satisfied customer. 
And if you want more, just go to our affiliate link in the show notes and use code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. Scan complete. Data added. Friend request accepted. As the two Warforged finish interfacing, a druid in a straw hat runs by, swinging a pair of boa constrictors wildly like whips, chased by a horde of zombies. Tarnation, I don't think I can baptize them all. A little help? <laughs> Murder protocols activated. Lethal force authorized. I'm just going to move these journals inside and let you two do what you do best. Bye. Okay, Spirit, you can unload the supplies uh, right here in the galley. Acknowledged. Cargo unloaded. Scan complete. Unknown substance detected. Oh, uh, that's, that's nothing to worry about. That's just our stock of tea and coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. I wanted to stock up while we were at port. You can't get good tea and coffee just anywhere. Correction. You can get tea and coffee delivered from Many Worlds Tavern to many locations if you order through their website. And if you use the affiliate link in the show notes, a portion of your order supports the show. Oh, that's right. And you can even save some money on your order by using the code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks. You're welcome. I believe the captain said something about finding treasure while we are in port. Should we go find him? Yeah, sure. Who knows what trouble he'll get into by himself. Jake, we've been following your compass for hours. Are you sure you're reading the thing right? Aye, maybe you're right, Miss Polly. Let me try the doubloon of absolutes. I flip the doubloon and it lands on heads. With the heads, you get a natural 20 and a wild magic surge. A treasure chest appears before you. That's more like it. I peer inside. Inside, you find an assortment of dice, dice trays, and dice towers, and an inscription in the lid telling you where you can find more. Looks like we can get all this and more from Fan Roll Dice at the affiliate link in the show notes. And with code BARROCKCAFE at checkout, we can save on our order. Inside, you also find a picture of the entire crew. What? What's that, Jake? Don't you know, Miss Polly? The real treasure is the friends we made along the way. Uh... Roll me perception at advantage as you reach the third floor. At advantage. Well, here's a curveball for you. Eleven. Ah, oh, man. So, uh, you watch as a echo-like figure moving. It seems like it has been moving in tandem with you, but it moves ahead of you. And so the way this works, right? As, as you ascend the staircase, it turns to the right. And then on the right of that, you see the next floor up perpendicular is another walkway. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end is another... Uh, entrance that looks like, hey, this probably has another staircase to the right going up, and then another perpendicular walkway. You understand how it works? Yeah. The echo then splits off in two. One goes to the right across the walkway, and one goes to the left through a door that's on this floor. What? <laughs> I didn't know I could make two. You're not making these. Oh. You don't know what this is. Okay. You do know they are echoes. Like, you feel them, but, like, they're not 
you didn't call them. They just are. Okay. The the walkways are still going to be there. I want to go where this door is, uh, where the one on the left is going. Okay. Uh, you open that door. Uh, you watch as the echo makes it about halfway down the hallway and then gets launched into the air as though something hit it from beneath. It is suspended in midair and then just dissipates. Oh. Roll a perception at advantage, please. Plus four, that's a 16. Uh, yeah. So a few steps in, you see a pressure plate that the Echo would have stepped on. Oh. Okay. I just kind of dance around it a little bit. Okay. Just a little hopscotch. Yep. Uh, And you do so. You have bypassed whatever this pressure plate was. There's another... I just step on it and die instantly. That's the end of the episode, everybody. See you next time. (laughs) I can't stop you. (laughs) See another heavy wooden door on the other end of this short room that just at a glance looks to be like a 30 by 30 room that's just empty. Uh, But looking around with a 16, you do see a few other scattered pressure plates that you... If you're not dashing straight through, like, you can see them. They're randomly placed and you're able to bypass them, right? So you get to the other end of this room. Yeah, I'm definitely not dashing anywhere, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, well, I'm just taking a little stroll, kind of swinging this new sword, getting a feel for it, and accidentally, quote-unquote, chopping up some slods. (laughs) Uh, You open that door? Yeah. Okay. You push it open. You see what looks to be an armory, actually. Oh. Uh, lots of rough-made weapons, similar to what you're wielding, right? Like, you have your great sword, but there's also armor fitted for slots. Uh, bows, arrows, anything your heart desires. Okay. How big is a slot? They are Baragon-sized, but it's it's a weird fit, right? Like, yeah. it's a weird <laughs> medium. So you can take some armor. It's not like you can make it work, right? Definitely not your best look. Okay. You would not. <laughs> you would not wear this anywhere publicly. <laughs> God, I wouldn't be caught dead wearing this. So I will say, okay. what are you? What equipment are you getting? Uh, just probably a simple breastplate. Okay. If they have one. Yeah, they have it. You get full plate armor if you want it. Like this is the armory. That's true, and I'm not going to wear this crappy armor anywhere else. I'll take a set of plate armor for this adventure. Okay. So for you, it feels like ten minutes, right? Because it takes a bit to get this armor on. You're about five, quote-unquote, minutes in, and you watch as the floor starts to, like, crumble in on itself, as you see a gigantic maw, like, biting into the armory. Like, you have time, Oh no. right? Okay. But there's something here. Alright, I uh, finish putting on the armor and I'm kind of hastily doing it as I'm like trying to step out of the door and get out of this armory. Okay. Just like hopping on one foot and putting a grieve <laughs> right. on something. Yeah, just massive teeth and scaly skin biting into this piece of whatever this place is. Okay. You are I, uh, charging out. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> 
I get out and I just kind of like sit there and watch for a minute to see like what this thing is as it kind of like pops through the floor. You haven't seen anything like this, but okay. roll nature. That's a 19 minus 1, so 18. I'll give it to you. This is a Rimmer has. Ooh, I kind of know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, even I'm even Baragon's <laughs> like, I don't know what this is, really. Like, I don't know what this is, but it's a big, scary worm, and I don't like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, uh, you dodge around the pressure plates that you know are there. Go ahead, roll me a perception check real quick. All right. Damn, another natural 19 for 23. Uh, it does seem like things are speeding up slightly. Okay, then before this all wears off and I get into a heap of trouble, I'm going to make a beeline for the top floor because whoever that was said they're waiting there. Yeah, about six floors up, right? You're, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good thing that you're in shape because this is some cardio that you're doing. I'm at least, I'm, I'm better in shape than I was a month ago. That doesn't <laughs> mean I'm necessarily in shape. Okay. So like, it's cardio day, right? Like you go up a flight, cross one of those catwalks all the way across, go up a flight, cross another perpendicular catwalk. You kind of make your way around the death slot at each floor. Uh, as you get to the fifth floor, you're noticing some flying creatures, uh, fighting the death slot these are think about like on the small side of medium sized but like you know the balrog from lord of the rings okay yeah like that but like pocket sized right like they are smoke and shadow and fire and they are fighting the 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 death slot uh there are a few other slots this is a very crowded walkway right just kind of like scooching and inching my way around everybody just like oh excuse me sorry <laughs> okay and you're able to do that uh give me i will say give me a dexterity check just be- okay because you're having to maneuver a crowded space <laughs> well and that one so okay would you like advantage what I mean, you keep asking me that. I I would never not turn. I would never turn down advantage. <laughs> okay. I don't think. Roll it again. There's probably some consequences for this, but I don't know. <laughs> There's another nat nineteen. So, okay. so twenty two. You feel yourself slip, right? You're trying to get past the death slot as it's wrestling with like three other things, uh, and you slip on like a slick piece of stone. One of the echoes that is fighting like appears in slow motion and then moves at regular speed to reach down grab you and like swing you up on the other side the echo falls and then dissipates instead oh i kind of like almost do the splits (laughs) (laughs) okay uh i guess i keep moving yeah make your way up you are now past the walkways you've reached the first sign of like outside world you think you've been in a basement area up until now. As okay. you crest this catwalk, uh, you see there are windows. And they look out on a very weird landscape. It looks like it is almost spongy and purple. Uh, but you are in stone. Like you're in a stone castle of some kind. Looking outside, you see there is a battle going on. Creatures of all kinds are fighting against what looks to be an army of slot. 
but the creatures are definitively winning. Like, there are pockets of slods that have, like, held up, but there are shadowy, misty creatures just overrunning them. Uh, you're seeing more enemies that are equipped for battle. Like, the shadows look like they have armor on, but even the armor looks like it's crafted out of shadow. You don't really have any frame of reference for what you're looking at, except that everything is moving slowly. As much as I would love to just jump in and get in the mix, I'm still pretty hurt from the end of the tournament. <laughs> you heard a voice saying, they're waiting for you at the top. This is not the top. Alright, more stairs, here we go. So, there are, like you're in a castle. There's places to explore <laughs> if you want to. Uh, or you can just make your way to the top. You have... Um, yeah, well, you know, I'm still fast. I don't want to, because that seems to be wearing off a little bit. Where are we at, like, 0.2 speed now, maybe? 0.25, right? Like, it's it's a okay. quarter normal speed. Like, it's, there's a definite increase in everything else's speed. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste too much time and then end up getting overrun or something. But, uh, yeah, let's check some stuff out. Yeah, so you have uh, come up from the basement in the back of what looks to be some kind of wine cellar looking area. There are barrels of something here. Again, is a window out the back looking into the world, right? It is a weird place. Uh, there is one door leading into this room and there is the window. Uh, I'm going to look in the barrel, see if there's any fun little secrets. It's probably just wine, but you never know. Uh, best you can tell, it is wine. It smells like it. Do you give it a taste? Yeah. It's wine. Mmm. Good stuff. Alright, I, uh, exit the room and try to find, like, just a main chamber. Okay. So you exit, you're in a kitchen area, there are... Dead bodies of slod and humanoids in here, and some armored shadow creatures that are turning to look at you. Uh, the kitchen area has been trashed, right? There is a hanging curtain on one end and a door on the other, apart from where you just came out of. When these shadow creatures look at me, do they... How do they, like, regard me? Uh... Or is it hard to tell? Roll an insight. Eight. I mean, they're holding weapons. They look aggressive. Okay. I'm just going to kind of speed past them and go for the next door. Okay. So you go for the door and not the hanging curtain. Mm, now that you say that... Uh, it's a choice. Just let me know what you want to do. Um, you know what? Yeah. Let's, let's take a look at the curtain. Okay. Yeah. Behind the hanging curtain looks like an impromptu uh, medical area has been set up. Uh... There are humanoids with uh, shields and spears lined up trying to hold the door. Uh, you can see on the other side of this curtain, like, this is really just leading into uh, a pantry kind of area. Uh, it was not meant to serve this purpose. And these are just, like, regular people? These aren't, like, shadows? These aren't slots? Yeah, no, these, these are, are not... Well, there are some slots here but they all seem to be on the same side. They are not the shadow creatures that you're seeing everywhere. It's like this is one of the holdout areas. Oh, man. Um, 
Are there any just like potions for the road? Uh, yeah, you see some medical supplies. You can pilfer a potion or two if you would like to. I'll just grab one. Okay. You have. I'm thirsty. All this walking you're making me do. <laughs> sure. So, uh, you presumably go back the way you came because that's the only way. Yep. Uh, you go. You open that door. You see a wrecked dining hall. Uh, there is a long, long table. Uh, bodies strewn everywhere. The shadow creatures and uh, slods and humanoids alike. Uh, this was a battleground. It is empty right now. Chairs are scattered. Table is splintered in several places. Uh, there are several doors in here, right? Um, mm -hmm. And let me, if you want me to count, there's the door you came out of, and then there's one, two, three, four other doors. There's a door directly on the other side of the room. Two doors on the right and one door on the left. Um, also on the left, you see uh, kind of a recessed area with a statue. Uh, the statue is of Cyric. Of Cyric. Have I seen Cyric before? Uh, I would say no, but you somehow know that it is him. I don't know if we've, we've talked about it in canon yet. Does Baragon know that's where his power comes from? Uh, Jenny Greenteeth did tell you, yes. Okay, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if she was like kind of vague about it at the time or not. It's been a while. No, she know You would know uh, Cyric is where you get your shadow echo abilities from. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to examine the, the statue a little further. Okay. Is it literally just a straight-up statue, or I want to check it for like little... Little secret uh, levers or buttons or something. Gotcha. Uh, roll. I want to touch his nose. Roll an investigation. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, yeah. You touch his nose and the nose indents a little bit. Oh. The statue smiles, and you hear a rumbling in the door, the wall with one door that was on your left when you came into this room. Uh, you hear a rumbling on the other side of that. Like, past the yeah. door? Okay. I'll go through that door. Sure. It opens up into a chapel to Cyric, uh, but where the altar once was, the altar has moved to the side. Like, it has mechanically moved to the side, and there is a platform with a lever on it instead behind the altar. In here uh, is a cleric fighting several shadow things at once. Um, I'll stop for a minute and help out this cleric. Sure. Uh, you do so. It is getting harder to keep up with the fight. Go ahead and roll insight, or just a straight intelligence. No. Intelligence or wisdom, your choice, but just a straight check. Okay, we'll just do wisdom since that will just make it a flat roll, rather than minus one. Natural 20. The altar moved at normal speed. Okay. Uh, am I surging? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay, 73 and 17. Uh, you gain resistance to damage from melee weapons for the next minute. Oh, very cool and fun. So, you take a second, like, it, it doesn't feel long for you as mm -hmm. you carve through these shadow creatures. 
Uh, they're not the same ones you saw below, right? Like, those ones, see, they had the ability to crawl through walls. These are definitely more, like, solid. So your hits are landing more on them than they did on the ones downstairs. Okay. Uh, doesn't take you long. The cleric sees you roll insight as you're fighting. 16. The cleric recognizes you. Do I recognize this cleric? Not even a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that tracks. I am a interplanar champion, after all. Is they're not moving at normal speed? Uh, Only the altar did? Yeah, the altar moved at normal speed, or sped up speed, however you want to look at it. Uh, the cleric, mm -hmm. as you're fighting these things, even though he is moving very slowly, he does, with a 16, you see him motioning to the altar. Right, like he is telling you to go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I nod, and I descend to the stairs. Or What's... no, it was a platform. yeah. You ascend to the platform, pull the lever. I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, it starts to raise you up to the ceiling. Just bonk my head on the ceiling. And go ow. I. <laughs> you actually keep going. You think for a half a second that you're going to get crushed on the ceiling. What do you do? I, like, immediately, like, squat down and go prone. Just like, oh. Okay, you go prone? Uh, yeah. Lift does not decrease speed. It increases. Uh, you oh, are no. prone. Uh, are you just laying there, or are you trying to get out of the way? I'm going to, like, roll out of the way. Roll a dex save at disadvantage. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's a natural one. Okay, well, let's do the search first, and then I'll tell you what happens. Oh no. I gotta stop using these Baragon dice. They're like extremely cursed. 87 and 98. <laughs> uh, so every time you take a breath, it sounds like you are snoring. Like a loud snore, right? <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that. Uh, you're trying to scramble out of the way, you can't get any traction. Right as you feel like you're about to impact, you're like bracing like, shit, shit, shit! And you just phase through the ceiling. Uh, it is an illusory part of the ceiling. And you are just going up a long uh, shaft of just stonework. And That visual would be so funny from the cleric's perspective, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, well... <laughs> just an extremely fast, just... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you are taken all the way to the top. As you phase through another illusory ceiling, this one there's no weird, there's nowhere to dodge to, right? It's just right. stone it's just either... stone wall on every side. Uh, you just phase through. <laughs> uh, you're finding you find yourself atop the castle. Um, there is one last little rise uh, with a very large. It is a metallic structure, and you can't really tell what it is from the back. Uh, but you do see chains kind of lying all around. Um, this place is swarming with those shadowy-looking creatures, including one very large hulking one that is, like, size huge, just on the other side of that uh, metallic structure. I guess I turn, or I, I, like, kind of walk my way around the structure uh, and see 
what I can see. So, uh, as you're up here for a second, you notice time has slowed back down. Oh. In fact, it is actually as slow as you've had it. It seems like it's stopped, except for one creature. A hunched green hag that you recognize mm. shuffling her way over to you. Looking around, uh, this massive black plate metal armored hulking creature does not even look humanoid, but wielding a massive trident. Uh, it has speared whatever is on the other side of this. As you move to the other side of the metallic structure, you see you are standing in front of Sirik's throne. Sirik's chair, yeah. Uh, he is still chained to it by two chains. Seven lie scattered around with their locks undone. Uh, the spear is planted all the way in his chest, and he is looking at just a gaping wound. And he is radiating some kind of power. Jenny walks up to you and says, Ah, Farragon. Jenny. Welcome to Sirik's Fortress. Sorry it couldn't be under better circumstances. Right. Uh, yeah, a uh, bit of warning would have been nice, I guess. Uh, did you bring me here? He did. She nods to Sirik. Pulled you out of that <laughs> transport spell. It wasn't as precise as we would have liked, but we're a little preoccupied at the moment. I've noticed. What's the, uh, situation here? Uh, the situation is... I mean, I, I see the, the stabbing going on. That's not ideal. Um, big fight going on outside. Also not great. Well, the planes have been disappearing. One by one. The abyss is gone. It's... It's yes, gone. Gone. Well, so it's not just the plane of fire. No. The plane of fire was the first inside the divine gate. But there will be others now that they've gotten there. But it is Pandemonium's turn, it seems. Unfortunately, due to your friend's involvement, Sirik was not able to get free of his chair. This is the end for him. I suppose it doesn't seem fair. I would agree, actually. Uh, you see Sirik, his head is moving at normal speed, and he is talking strained as though he is trying to maintain his focus and having a lot of difficulty on it, right? What were you about to say? I'm mm. sorry. Do I know about um, the previous incidents that everybody's had with Sirik. I don't know if... I mean, I have the general rundown of, like, main events I know of, um, but I don't know if Sirik himself has actually come up in conversation. I'll leave it to you to decide. I would say... Baragon knows that the rest of the party... Th thinks that Sirik is uh, not to be trusted and in a way he thinks that as well 
but there's also something that doesn't sit right with him with letting this guy sit here bound to a chair as the whole plane that he lives on is erased this guy might not be a good guy but nobody deserves this so he turns and is a little um, like apprehensive because I mean he's never talked to a god before and says um hello uh Cyric. hello Baragon <laughs> nice to see you in the flesh yeah <clears throat> I wish it were under better circumstances I suppose oh me too I really wish but that time has passed and I'm going to die as soon as my power runs out. What can I do? He looks down at his chest and says, I think I'm pretty well dead at this point. Not sure how I can get out of this one. Right now, all I need from you is to help the rest of those chuckle fucks back there on the material plane, or wherever they are now. Ah. Uh, Save the world, I guess. I used to be mortal, you know. Really? Back before the time of troubles, I was just another human. Hmm. I stole a god's power. Then during the time of troubles, I stole another god's power. First it was trickery as my domain, but then... And I played this one really close to my chest. I had a hoped to reveal it in a more dramatic fashion once I got out of the chair, but that never came to be. I stole the domain of time. And he motions kind of around himself. It's a bit of a specialty now. As much as I've been able to play with it from this chair. The two together are how I'm able to let you call on yourselves from different timelines. In fact, I've been calling you from every timeline I can, and you're the one that arrived here. What can I say? Interplanar champion. Indeed. I'm a big fan. That's why I chose you. Baragon <laughs> uh, gets a good chuckle out of that. Just just the, the mere thought that a god is a fan of him. Um, I appreciate the showman. And emotions. Uh, you see the divine equivalent of a huge flat screen TV. It's like, I've been stuck in this chair. Not a lot to do, but watch. <laughs> so, this is it, huh? Yep, this is it for me. Not for you, though. I'm gonna give you enough juice to keep going and send you back. I'll find a way to make this right. I know you will. Actually, that's why I, I really picked you. Out of all the champions on all the planes in all the worlds, you're the one that actually cares. So, I'm trusting you with this. And he kind of reaches into his chest and pulls out just a tiny little, like a little sphere, right? And it is a pulsating, glowing sphere. He says, This is what remains of my power. 
and the domain of time. Now, I can't just give it to you. It would just tear you apart from the inside out in a very violent and dis destructive way. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give it to you with, like, some confines on how it gets used, right? So, as you're able to handle more of its power, more of its power will be available to you. Now, the second I hand this off to you, things are going to speed up very, very quickly around here, and you're going to have to get away very fast. That's why uh, Jenny here is going to prepare a transport spell for you and her. Sound good? All right. All right. Now, my champion. Uh, he snaps his fingers, uh, and all of your equipment is back on you, right? Like yours, not the garbage oh. tier stuff that you had. He's like, you're going to need that, I imagine. And, uh... Well... The domain of fate isn't mine. I thought it was what I was stealing, and I got time instead. But during the last time of Troubles, we saw what the penalty was. And he motions to the guy with the spear in his chest. He said, if we meddled with fate again was going to spell the end of all things. The end of time, the end of fate, the end of reality. But we're not there yet. Not yet. There's still time. The, the Tablet of Fate is still intact, thanks to you and yours. And it does have the power to stop this. But it's going to rely on you and that team. So... This is everything I can do. He hands... He, do you want me to send him a message back? <laughs> <laughs> what message should I send? The god of trickery has been meddling in their affairs. Tell him I say good luck. Tell him I say to keep running. And that I've given them as much time as I can. Uh, he extends his arm. Uh, you can just reach it. The spear that he is holding. Jenny Greenteeth is preparing an incantation. Uh, she kind of gives you a nod like, whenever you're ready. Thank you. For giving me a reason to fight again. I take the sphere. So a lot of things happen at once, right? Uh, you take the sphere and you are overwhelmed with just a wave of power. Uh, you immediately gain the benefits of a long rest. Perfect. Uh, you level up to 11. Whatever that looks like. And you watch as this massive being of shadow and metal and rage rips its trident out of Sirik's chest... Uh, and just a gout of blood erupts from it. And then he slouches in the chair and he's gone. Um, you feel the entire castle begin to shift as though Sirik himself was part of the castle. Uh, as fractures begin to form, uh, Ginny is holding out her hand, yelling at you to grab it. Uh, and the being looks right at you and says, Interesting. 
one last trick from this false god. Uh, he is drawing back his trident. And he is looking right at you. What is... Run me, run me down again. What does this guy look like? He is huge-sized, like so, like the size of a giant. Shadow and mist and fire and the embodiment of rage. But this, looking into his eyes, I'll actually have you make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, okay. Do I have a plus to this? No, I do not. So seventeen. Uh, that is not enough. Yeah, I figured. Uh, you are frightened. Uh, as the cold wrath that you are looking into like without insight you know this thing exists to destroy alright I immediately just like shaking just grab Jenny's hand Uh, you can feel more than see the attack start before you are ripped away through time and space to an opening in a starry banquet hall. Uh, you and Ginny tumble out as you see uh, Brock standing there aside, a noble-looking man with fey features wearing a bright shining crown, a belt with three glowing gems on it, a robe with stars dotted all in it, uh, and leather armors underneath all of that. Uh, the room is filled with other fey-looking creatures, including a woman with leathery, well, velvety black skin standing beside Rook. Uh, and you see several other portals opening, pulling in Armbar, Epi, uh, uh, Nadir, the rest of the crew, all being brought here in the same instant. Dragon breathes a sigh of relief. Am I, am I holding the, like, the orb still? Uh, you are? Okay. But it's, you feel it, looking at it for a second, you feel it's not yours to hand off. It's part of you, right? Right. And you know, like, you could will it away and it would dissipate, but it's always, like, it's attached to you in the same way the deck of many things is attached to everyone, right? Okay. So it is also, yours. Also, a weird point of order question is, Sure. do I have the deck of many things available to me now? Is that like... Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, as you look up, you watch as everyone else starts to arrive at the same time, and uh, Ginny is there too. Huh. That's where we're going to end it. Whew. There you are, at another unfamiliar location, but around familiar faces. That's all I need. Yeah. Bearing... The last will of Cyric with you. <laughs> Alright. Welcome back, Baragon. Woo! Let's go. I'm excited. So, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time for Nadir's episode. Thank you. 
Jake, what are all those strange people doing to the side of the ship? Well, Alexa, we need to let people know about our sponsor, Dragon Master Games. So I had their logo painted on the side of the ship. Do you think a local game store will want people to know they're in league with pirates? Maybe not. There is nothing stopping you from spreading word about all the great products and services Dragon Master Games offers at every port we visit, or how you can order things from their online storefront. But please, do not paint their logo on me. Uh, fair point. Nothing a little press digitation can't fix. Anyway, time to embark. Avast me, hearties! It's time we depart from this cursed port. Isn't this your hometown? Yes, and I've surely outstayed me welcome. Hostile lifeforms detected. You see several muscular goons approaching the ship as you raise anchor. Uh, who are those guys? No one to be concerned about. I feel like that means we should explicitly be concerned. Not at all. Those are our wonderful patrons coming to collect their annual swag bags and join us in the community game day. Ahoy, mateys! Come aboard for some of the finest swag in the Astral Sea. Oh, okay then. Uh, where did we get patrons exactly? They subscribe to Bard Rock Network on Patreon or Ko-fi. Supporters gain access to all those rewards and more. Links can be found in the show notes. Looks like we'll be staying another 10 day after all. Miss Polly, refreshments for our guests. Sure, I have nothing better to do than make snacks for everyone. Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry, Miss Polly. I don't want to keep you from your duties. Uh, what's your job title again? Ships. Cook. Ah, so then you'll be making refreshments for our guests then. Snarky attitude detected. You're damn right. Thank you for all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah.